Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? I've never had a dog. That's correct. I've had children. Yes. There are many similarities between very, very small children and dogs. Such as? Um, well, not firework reactions. I mean, I guess babies hate loud noises like fireworks. Sure. And, and dogs right now hate all the fireworks that are going on right, right well, now. Right, well, we're recording this before 4th of July. Yeah, we are. And it's coming out... After 4th I don't of think July. it matters. I think after Fourth of July, we'll be getting just as many fireworks. Probably, because people's going to have a bunch of backlog of fireworks. You know what happens when there's fireworks, Betsy? I don't know, Kate. What happens with fireworks? Dogs don't like to use the bathroom outside because they get scared. Do, do you then make a little like kitty litter, doggy litter box inside? No, you don't. Oh. You just hope and pray. <laughs> For the, what, Kate? That they'll <laughs> hold it in until the following morning like my dog usually does. Oh. Except for last What do you mean by night. the usually? The usually is last, making me nervous, Kate. Last night, uh, there were, it sounded like there were bombs going off. Yeah. My 60-pound dog <laughs> did not use the bathroom. And so in Aww. the morning, we discovered um, there was like a circle, a giant loop of poop, if you will, on the kitchen floor. Oh, the old loop poop technique. Yeah, yeah and then that proceeded because he walked through it. Oh. Uh, it went into the living room. Oh. And then uh, the he, dining area. He did not jump on the couch or anything, though. No, Not luckily, really. no. But he did go upstairs. Oh. He went into one of the guest rooms. Oh. And laid down on a comforter. Well, a comfortable can be washed. You know, it, it is in this way that dogs and children are somewhat similar in that you got to clean up stuff you don't want to clean up because you have them. I feel like I'm prepping for a baby with all. You the poop. are actually you have you have uh, you've graduated. Here's your baby. Oh, wait, <laughs> I just what? had it under the table the whole time. No, I'm good. And I'm now good. you're you now you're good now. to go. Tell, trust me, this is the simpler way to the alternative that it stays under the table. Absolutely, I agree. that's what I figured. Um. <laughs> Meanwhile, when we're not stuffing babies under the table, uh, who are you? I am Kate. And I'm Betsy, the baby stuffer. And, uh, yes, what do we, uh, what do we do on this here podcast? Talk about poop and babies under tables. Pretty much. <laughs> and also picture books. And whether or not they should be considered classics or not. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Punctuated by fireworks once in a while that sort of show up. Yep. Without a doubt. There is no 4th of July tie into today's book. There is no... Tie in to dogs and their overactive bladders. Oh, does this story have babies under tables? It does have babies. Are they under tables? They are not. Then I don't want it. Well, too bad, because you're getting it. Aww. This is a baby-related book, um, but not human babies, so it's all cool. All right. Uh, because it is an e-book, I'm going to pull out my laptop, and I'm going to show it to you. A boo 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 Owl babies? Bye. Martin Waydell. Sure, but by, illustrated by Patrick Benson. Sounds good. Uh, you ever heard of this one? Nope. Oh yes, this was a 1992 picture book. So, so it's like you, around the time of Stella Luna. 
Yeah. Yes. In fact, somewhat similar, one might say. I guess 1992 was the era when people were like, why the night sky? Why not just make endless children's books about the night sky and the denizens of the night? I was in the second grade in 1992. So you were a little old for this one then, I'd say. This is actually, this has been considered a board book sometimes. It's, It's a picture book, but they turned it into a board book and it worked just fine. Okay. So you would have been too old for this one. Ah, I'm going to hand this, hand this laptop one-handed. What could go wrong over uh, you? Uh, uh. <laughs> all right. It fell in poop. No! While Kate does a read, let's all talk about Martin Waddell. Martin Waddell. He's not American, so we don't know him that well. Um, yep, yeah, nope. He was born in Belfast, Northern Ireland, making him our most prominent Northern Irish children's picture book creator on this podcast today. Sorry, Oliver Jeffers. Um, He aspired at a young age to be a football player. So saith the Wikipedia, to which we must assume they mean soccer player, because it doesn't make sense otherwise. Uh, He signed. He signed with the Fulham FC team. He did. He uh, reflects, and this this makes no sense to me. So if anyone can translate this, please let me know. Waddell reflects that he scored a hat trick on his debut in adult football. We're going to assume that's a good thing, but wound up as a goalkeeper. We're going to assume that's a bad thing. Now, here's an offhanded remark that is on his Wikipedia page. This, I rather love this. In 1972, he went into a church to stop some vandals, and he got caught up in an explosion in Donna Gahadi. That is pronounced completely incorrectly. An experience that took him years to overcome. And uh, later he would go on to say, I've been blown up, buried alive, and had cancer as an adult, and survived all these experiences, so I'm a very lucky man. We're going to assume the buried alive was tied into the being blown up in some way. Uh, For his lasting contribution as a children's writer, Waddell received the Hans Christian Andersen medal in 2004. If this medal sounds familiar in any way, it is an international award given to somebody, and it was actually given to one of our previous guests, a certain uh, Roger Mello, who also received it. So, Martin, if you would like to come on our podcast as a guest, we are entirely open. Zoom us anytime. Okay, it's not like I've ever timed you coming back. (laughs) <laughs> from between reading and coming back, but I was literally trying to download my ebook to read while you were out when you walked back in. This is a pretty short one. This is a little short. I mean, it was turned into a board book at some point, so it can't be that long. No, it's I like... say that, though, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs was once turned into a board book. So Really? Worst board book of all yeah. time. Like, literally the worst idea ever made. Yeah. No, this was like maybe a dozen pages. Yep. Yep. Not a lot of text. And the text series really annoys me. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> tell me more. So, well, just on the cover, like, you know how we were talking about my dog being afraid of fireworks? Yes. Um, this is what he looks like. The cover <laughs> of this book, especially the one in the middle. The little one in the middle. That's is that what Bill? he looks like. I think one of them is named Bill, right? Yes. Yeah, little Bill. 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 Don't what? even get me started He's on so Bill. He's so cute. Look how scared he is. Yeah. He got little eyes. That's what my dog looks like. Yeah. No, I, I think that's accurate. <laughs> All right. So there's these three baby owls. It says three baby owls, and yet they are three different sizes. Well, um... And 
Well, actually, just to interrupt real quick, I do observe not owls on a regular basis, but peregrine falcons. And sometimes the boys and the girls are different sizes. And sometimes there's a runt that isn't as big as their siblings. So three different sizes is completely believable in terms of birds. Mm. I will argue, my friend. Mm -hmm. Because the bigger ones steal the food more and so they get bigger. Also, they may have hatched at different times. They might have hatched days apart and that can really change how big they are. Science with the English major. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So they all live in this tree with their mom. And one night she's gone and the three wake up and they can't find her. And they're like, where's mommy? And one says, oh my goodness. And Bill says, I want my mommy. Okay, so you're saying that in an annoying voice. Oh, you just wait, my friend. What it if gets... you didn't no, say no, that no. in an annoying voice? It, what it... if you said that in a charming voice? It gets better. Oh, no. No, that's not. <laughs> like this? You've, been, you've, like this? you've made it worse. <laughs> you've actually turned up the problem. That's what he says. He I says, see. and I quote, I want, I want my nope. mommy. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that. Oh, he does. He said, I, I want my mommy. And then was the first one's like, oh, I think she's gone hunting. And the second one says, oh, to get us food. And the third one, Bill, says, I want my mommy. Oh, my gosh. It does not. Okay. Oh. I need you to look at Bill as you say that. Look how cute Bill is. How can you resist that face of Bill? Also, look at how much of a height difference there is between... This is true. Well, Bill might be hunched up, though. We can't see their feet. We don't know what they're doing with their lower halves. Um, He is very tiny, though. He is very tiny. So basically, you're picking on the runt of the litter. No, the proportions keep changing throughout the book. Well, the angle of the book is changing. I mean, we're looking from down. Now we're looking at them straight on, but... Okay. okay, and now we're looking at them straight on, and they're all relatively the same size again. <laughs> well, maybe Bill was standing in a hole. <laughs> we, as I said, couldn't see his feet. I do appreciate the art in this book, because it looks like it's mainly done by pen. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's by a Patrick Benson. Uh, he has won the Mother Goose Award, the Christopher Medal, the Kurt Mashler Award. Have I heard of any of these awards before? No! But you're not an illustrator. I'm not, but I'm, I'm also not Scottish. He is Scottish. So I think these are ah. overseas-type, award-type things. Gotcha. But I honestly don't know any other But yeah, I, I do like the, the art because it's all done by pen, which is yeah. which it takes a lot of detail. In, it in does. The, he went to Peter Cecian levels on this. And the wings yeah. and the trees and the leaves. It's, it's impressive. The tiny little, tiny little pen marks. So then they all decide to uh, sit out on branches and wait for their mom to come back. <laughs> and the first one says, she'll be back soon. And the second one says, back soon. And the third one, Bill, says... Can I, can I say it? Go for it. I want my mommy. No. That's how, that's how he says I it. I want my mommy. Okay, that's-, so that's not how he says it. That's not how he says it. You're wrong, so man. They, You're wrong. So they all are waiting, and they have to be brave because there's things moving around. Even though they're like killer predators. I guess they're baby killer predators, but... Right. Seriously, they are the apex in the situation. And the, uh, so, but the, it's dark and they're a little scared, but the first one says, oh, she'll bring us mice and things that are nice. And the second one says, oh, I suppose so. And Bill. Okay, so I need to explain something here. So in picture books, there's repetition. Children find this comforting and, and then they can say the third line. And when you read it to them, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing, Kate. It's a good thing. You know what he says. I want my mommy. I want my mommy. <laughs> so At this point, it is so it. annoying. I'm like, kid, <laughs> contribute to the conversation or get back in your hole. Look, he's got he's <laughs> kind of tunnel visioned on this one, but I can't blame him. I mean, his mom's not there. I oh will, yeah, I will admit his 
siblings have coping skills that he does not. I do have a... Well, and especially if they were all sort of born around the same time. It's funny that you're the youngest sibling because your complaints sound so much like the middle or older sibling in a family. I, uh... <laughs> Having to deal with your youngest sibling who keeps repeating the same thing even though you are trying to comfort them from your own end i don't know well, i would have no experience all around this, with this or anything but yeah we are saying. six years apart they six should be at most three weeks apart right i looked it up but i had a question wasn't where the wild things are all in ink too yeah basically yeah there was some color in there but I don't that's know what, what this from. like four scene kind of reminds me of yeah, was where the wild things are it's got are. sort of a wild thing kind of same color it. palette yeah. and the ink but the, i thought it was kind of cool rumpus could occur in this location i believe yes a wild one and should i just say i just want to say another compliment to his skills uh with drawing it's very hard to draw nighttime and make it look like nighttime and not like day for night where like there's a weird source of light that you, i mean they're okay admittedly in this shot they're maybe it's moonlight but they're I believe that this is nighttime when I see it. Well, they all decide to step on the same branch together, but this is a big qualm that I have. Mm. Um, their pupils moved. Owls cannot move oh, their pupils. Oh, are their pupils moving? Yeah. I read online. I think you're it right. It says... Um, the eyes are so well developed that they are not eyeballs as such, but elongated tubes. They are held in place by bony structures in the skull called... Uh, I'm sorry, what's an elongated tube? Their eyes. Their eyes are elongated Their eyes are so tubes? well developed that they're not eyeballs. They're not eyeballs. They're elongated tubes. They're eye tubes. Yeah. And for this reason, owls cannot, quote unquote, roll or move their eyes. Um, they can only look straight ahead. Because they got those eye tubes. They have uh, eye tubes. That's really disturbing. Elongated eye tubes. It's really worse. So in this picture where they're all looking around, they've moved their pupils, which is not, not accurate. Not scientifically accurate, birdies. So they're all Aww, sitting on this bridge and they're, and they're scared. And the first one says, suppose she got lost. And the second one says, or a fox got her. And the third one, Betsy. I want my mommy. I want my mommy. <laughs> So then, um, she, it, it says, um, well, before, before the turn page, it says, uh, and the baby owls closed their eyes and wished their owl mother would come. And then you flip the page and it says, and she came and it's a two page spread. Mm -hmm. Her wingspan is huge. I can't imagine where, this is the problem with reading the ebook. I don't know where the gutter would go in that. Like, would it go straight down her middle? That's a real pity. This is actually a very beautiful spread and I wouldn't want to see the pages chuck down the center of that owl because that's a beautiful owl that's yeah. been illustrated there. This I thought was the most beautiful picture. Yeah, that's a very beautiful picture. And you know it didn't look like that in, in the, the actual form. Book. Yeah. yeah. Especially mm. in like a board book. It'd be all like a scrunched board book. too. Yeah, oh board book you'd have to cut out like probably not even her whole wings fit. And they probably had to move the words and she came. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh and she comes home and she's like, uh so what's all the fuss? You guys knew I was gonna come back. And they were like, and the first one was like, I knew it. The second one was like, I, and I knew it. And the third one, I love my mommy. I'm sorry, I think you said that. I love my mommy. Yeah, no. And then that's it. That's the end of the book. And I'm like. Okay, I just want to say I'm really happy that they recommended Hoot Owl, Master of Disguise after this, which is such a different book. And uh, they seem to have, in this ebook, recommended other Animals. Books. Other animal books. Other animal books. Not by the same author or illustrator. Right. Or era. They're just animals. That's fascinating. But he books are fascinating. But that's it. That's the whole book. That is the whole book. Yes. The end. Yes. 
That is correct. You know what this book is, Kate? This is a book about working moms. Now, usually your working mom won't just abandon her children <laughs> to go to work and then come back. I'm not saying it never happens, especially uh, with the schools being closed and all that lately. But if the mother was forced to do so, the children have to say the mom was definitely coming back, and it would be a very similar situation to this. So it's a very much it's a story of reassurance for these small children whose mom goes off to work or father goes off to work, and they worry they'll never see that parent again. Mm. See? It's mm. a it's got a use. No. All right, I haven't convinced you, but here, wait, wait. You haven't heard what Kirkus said, so I'll I'll read you what Kirkus said. Uh, Benson's soft, wide-eyed birds rendered in delicate pen strokes touched with gentle color that makes the dramatic dark night seem appropriately awesome are perfect stand-ins for wise little toddlers who also know mom will turn up but still can't help wondering. They mainly just talk about the art for, like, the good first half of that. Um, well, the art is the best part, I would say. The text mm. is fine. It's very hard to write. For very very young children in a mm. succinct mm. way, it's like haiku. Really? Because I like think haiku. Hungry Pablo did a, like a really good job at it. Yes. Okay. Fine. And that sure. was a board book. Uh, sure. Sure. Compare this book to the greatest picture book that we've ever ranked on this show. <laughs> Why don't you just do? Well, it's not Hungry Caterpillar. It's not exactly. You and know, that's a board. Book. It's not Shakespeare. <laughs> so what's the point? Um. I guess we've gotten to ratings time already. There's literally no information about this book out there. I searched high and low. There's no cute story of where it came from. There's no like crazy situation in which the art got stolen off the. Uh, I mean, we can make up stories about the illustrators day. if he's Scottish, you know. He's Scottish. He wears a kilt. I no, <laughs> I don't know. There's no story we can make up. Oh. It it exists in the universe. So ratings time. You go first. Look, it's a great book. Doggone it. Mm. It's memorable. It reads aloud well memorable? to small children. Yes, it's memorable. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <sighs> it has cute fuzzy owls in it. That's not memorable. How many cute fuzzy owl books have we read? Very few. <laughs> Very few. I wouldn't say it was the greatest owl book. There's one I can think of that's probably better, but. It's quite good. Uh, it's very hard to write for the youngest children. And uh, I think this one does a great job. It's reassuring. It's cute. Is it the greatest picture book we've ever read? No. <laughs> Not even close. Nope. But I'm giving it a strong six. No. Yes. You take that back. Six. Guess what I gave it? What'd you give it? And I wrote it down, just so you know that I'm not lying. All right. I gave it a three. Oh, I no. I appreciate the art. But the story <sighs> lacks. I changed my mind. It's a 10.5. No, nope. it's not. It and, uh, and the eyes are wrong. So if you're going to do an owl book, get the facts Owl's straight. eyes move all the time in picture books. <laughs> but they shouldn't. If you're going to be so accurate in the art and the wings and the feathers and everything. All right. Look, I'm sorry, owl babies. I did my best. But you're not a classic. Nope, not happening. Not a classic. Uh -huh. Sorry. I want a better rating. <laughs> I want a better rating. Letters time. Mm. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, the first one's awkward. Uh, because I know who wrote it. Now, that normally wouldn't be an awkward situation, but this is an Apple podcast review now people if you would like to you could go on to apple Podcasts and leave us a review for this podcast and you could say why is betsy always right and kate always wrong huh. and you would 
you would be beloved of me. But um, <laughs> there was one in particular uh, that came out recently. I'm not going to put any names in it because, uh, well, this is what it says. The, the title is funny, and then it appears to be written by I love it so much it's so good. And it says, hi, Betsy. You know me. Yes, you do. Your daughter is my best friend. Yup, this is me. And then she says her name. This is so funny, so good, so amazing, and just plain great. I love how you describe the books. Aw, hey, that is, wait that a is my uh, daughter's best friend. What about me? That. What? Nope, sorry, you did not, uh... <laughs> what? You I, did not get mentioned I, I so much. I describe the books. Well... Me! I'm the one! <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. Moving on! Uh, thank you! my daughter's best friend, uh, for, for leaving a review like that. I, I do much appreciate it. Next one comes from Josh Funk. Hello, Josh. Uh, the author, well, the author of many fine picture books, Josh Funk. He says, hey there, sisters. It's been some time since I've written, but I've been listening all the while. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. Aw. I was so glad to hear Kate bring up her love for the princess and the frog which I believe is loosely based on The Frog Princess by Edie Baker, which I also believe is based on the fairy tale The Frog Prince. Yay for Kidlet. But the same day I listened to that episode, I heard that Splash Mountain is going to finally be reimagined. Yes. I think that's the Disney word. Based on characters from said film. So hopefully when you, Betsy, finally get to visit Orlando for the first time, I've been there many times before, uh, but not, oh, he probably means Disney World, right? Uh, for the first time in some future ALA, it'll be all princess and frogified, my word. Yeah, I heard for the first few weeks that they reopen, it will not be uh, redone, but it will eventually, so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he goes on, he says, regarding William Bill Joyce to my generation, I was born in the spring of 79, clearly a generation later than you, Betsy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wish, No. No. He's most well-known for winning an Oscar for the fantastic flying books of Mr. Morris Lessmore. I think the book version of that came out after the movie, and they were both about 10 years ago, so too new to be classics, but I wonder if Kate has heard of it. Have you ever heard of the uh, the flying, the fantastic flying books of Mr. Loris Le Lessmore? Nope. It's a heck of a good app. I'll say that for it. Uh, stay healthy and safe, and good luck on packing eventually. <laughs> Go. Thanks, I'll need it. Thank you. Grown up things we like. So this weekend, the entire fam came over to the house. That's right. Um, the, we saw our parents for the first time, mm -hmm. and we made sure that... Distantly. Yes, we made sure that our brother, who has been essentially working throughout this entire time... Essentially he, working as an essential worker? Yes. Yes. He stayed the furthest away with yep. the mask on the entire time. Um, but we did, what's a good, like, social distancing activity? Badminton. It was an excellent And it's, it's been a long time since I played badminton, mm -hmm. so I thought that was a very lovely grown-up thing was. to enjoy. That was an excellent thing, and you, the children you and enjoyed I it very much. pretty much the best at it, though. Oh, Let's be yeah, fair. duh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, duh. People around us were, like, were trying, and it was really cute, but... It was cute how other people tried to play, yeah. but... It was yeah, our game. It was simply true, people. No brag, just back. All right. My favorite grown-up thing is a grown-up movie uh, called The Farewell. And this is available on Canopy if any of you have it's libraries that have... Yes! With Aquafina. It's about a Chinese... Yes. ...family? So it has a Chinese-American female director, uh, Lulu Wang. 
And it stars, as you said, Aquafina, who was in Ocean's 8, which was not good, and Crazy Rich Asians, which was good, and which, Mom, I'm bringing this up again, you would love if you saw it. So it's, you know, wonderful. Um, this is a film about a uh, young woman living in New York. Uh, her parents also live in New York, um, and they are... All three of them, you know, they immigrated from China many years ago when she was quite young. Her grandmother is dying of lung cancer, but nobody is telling her because they figure, well, when you tell someone when they're sick, then they get super depressed and they die faster. So we just won't tell her until it gets to a really dire situation. And she's really struggling with this, um, you know, having grown up mostly in America. She's like, that's illegal in America. And they're like, well, it's not illegal in China. And many, many people did it, do it all the time. And she has to wrestle with whether or not to tell her grandmother or not. And it's, I wouldn't call it a laugh riot, but it is a really cool thing to see a movie set in contemporary China um, that does have jokes in it on occasion and is just utterly fascinating, well-written, just a fun thing to watch. I'm glad I saw it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I recommend it. All right. Marvelous. Well, it's that time again. I can hear the fireworks once more. Oh my playing gosh. us out. Yeah. I'm really sick of this. Let's yeah. let's get that ten degree weather with the snow flurries <laughs> and the gray skies. I'm ready, man. Let's You're do ready this. For the, ready for the. For the winter to come again. Dude, I've been planting pumpkins. I'm ready for the fall. Or oh, you've been planting pumpkins too. I've been planting pumpkins. Let's see if anyone... I have never gotten a pumpkin. Uh, but this year, by gum, I'm going to do it. Yeah, this is an experiment. So. Yeah, it's, it, it is with me too. It's like the third time I've done it too. So until our pumpkins come up... <laughs> I've July. been Betsy. In July. In July. <laughs> I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our ornithologist is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.